the Lasso Way with Matt and Neil. The Lasso Way. Neil and Matt back for episode seven. Make Rebecca great again. Neil, how you doing tonight? It's my birthday, so doing oh, great. Very good. Happy birthday. Yeah. Have, it, have an extra beer tonight. Uh, for those of you listening along, yeah, we try and have a couple brews every night we do this. So uh, if that explains why things get uh, off track at the end, maybe that's why. But what are you drinking tonight, Neil? Uh, it's a, uh, a Texas beer. It's a Russian Imperial Stout from a brewery called Real Ale in Texas. Okay. Very good. I'm drink- drinking another junkyard brew, uh, Huncho's Haircut. It's a sour beer. It's a really good brewery in Moorhead, Minnesota. So, all right. Well, cheers. Happy birthday. Um, Don't say the day just in case. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's uh, March 42nd today uh, in case people are trying to steal identities out there. <laughs> um, big week. Captain America uh, and his Chelsea team advanced to the Champions League final. Do you get do you get to watch any of that game today, Neil? I just saw the assist that he had. A little disappointing that he didn't start the game, but he's, yeah. he's had big impacts on the last uh, two games, so that's great. Sure, yeah. And, I mean, when's the last time we've had an American playing in the Champions League final? Like, as a non-keeper anyway, maybe. Yeah, and we'll win. An American will win the Champions League because we have yeah. a yeah. goalkeeper and a Man City too. Yeah. So, yeah, that's pretty cool. And, yeah, he's had he's certainly had an impact um, and shown some good skill on the ball and the little bits that I've been able to watch. So, but, all right, on to this week's episode, Make Rebecca Great Again. As we said last week, these episodes are getting better and better as we go. So, uh, short intro or short description on Apple as always. Rebecca deals with her anniversary blues and Ted signs papers and has a small breakdown. Um, Whether how small it is, I don't know. And lastly, an old friend of Rebecca introduces herself to Ted. Neil, general thoughts? Uh, Do you want to get rid of the mystery right away on this one? Or are we still waiting until the end to to rank where it is in terms of the Royal Rumble? Oh, I think it's best to wait. But um, this is a a good road trip episode, Mm -hmm. you know? And this is the first time we hit the road with the team. Yeah. Um, you know, as, well, we, and, as we go ahead. Well, and to that end, I think earlier on a different episode, we talked about the orange kits from the second trailer being new. They aren't new. They're, I they're, did notice they're, that. They're, yeah. So I, uh, I I misspoke when I said that, but that doesn't mean I'm not going to buy one still probably if they're available, but uh, they're just the away kits. I guess we've not seen any away games, but, uh, but yeah. So they were wearing the orange kits in Liverpool to play play Everton today so but uh but yeah good episode we'll uh we'll leave you all in suspense until the end to tell you if, it, if it's gonna take over for two aces but uh opening scene we get Nate <laughs> who's just the jack of all trades just does just about everything for this team he's kit man but he also apparently uh loads the team's gear and gets you know eventually locked into the luggage holds to start this episode meticulous Um, yeah yeah absolutely um doesn't want things jiggling about underneath the bus but uh cut to ted and he's 
talking with his family and his wife checking in. Um, his wife's really hounding him about the um, divorce proceedings and the progress of his signature. Um, he, he doesn't seem to let on much in this scene, but that's kind of a common theme throughout the episode. Um, he seems to be slow playing his signature on this, on this paperwork. So, um, but we find out, like you said, we're, we're going on a road trip. Rebecca shows up or Keely shows up at Rebecca's office. Um, and Keely's initially kind of messing with Rebecca kind of giving, although I don't know if she's entirely messing with Rebecca. Like I, I think she'd be open to, to something, but Re- Rebecca's not, not going to go for it. I don't think, but, uh, um, Keely's coming on the road trip and poor Higgins is initially thought to just be left out of the jet. Then he's quickly told, no, he's being left behind to essentially do a bunch of work. That's not important. So he doesn't even get to go on the bus, but, uh, so again, just kind of kicking Higgins while he's down here, but, um, but Keely and Rebecca are good buds now. So that's kind of fun to watch, but, uh, locker room scene, the team is pretty down in the dumps dumps excuse me except for <laughs> except for danny rojas of course um he, he's always willing to help ted out for some he really doesn't know that the team is not one <laughs> at everton in 60 <laughs> yeah. years though he hasn't yeah, been there long about- enough to know the t- t- tradition yeah yeah he's he's in he's gonna find out soon enough but uh roy you know ted kind of asks how everybody's doing and roy <laughs> everybody's like they're fine and roy cuts to the chase <laughs> And, and only the way that Roy can do uh, just saying that they're, you know, <laughs> in a really bad mood and it sucks and it's never going to change because they never win at Everton. Uh, watch the episode for the more colorful version of that. But um, it turns out they've not won <laughs> at Everton in 60 years, um, which is a long time. And even Beard kind of reacts by exclaiming, oh, I think he says, Jesus or something like that but so that's kind of funny but uh um the funniest part about this scene I I noticed that they're talking about the keepers and it turns out the starting keeper uh tore his upper hamstring it seems but Ted Ted assures him that he tore his butt but he'll be okay um but I love the fact that Beard initially like immediately crosses out hamstrings on the board yeah yeah and writes out torn butt instead of hamstring I thought that was pretty good but, uh, but yeah, Danny's still there giving Ted all the energy that Ted needs. Um, but they, they finally leave the locker room and we find out there's a little bit of time that's passed since Jamie left. Um, cause the reporters mentioned that they've lost a game and they've drawn a game since Jamie left. So, I mean, like a week and a half or so, maybe, I suppose. Um, and Ted's being asked about relegation and still hasn't. I still don't think he knows what it is um, or he's just playing coy with them, I suppose. But um, he's also asked about Jamie and how, how he feels about losing Jamie. And he says, he's kind of brokenhearted about it. Um, he talks about the connection with his players is why he does what he does. And that's going to stick with him a lot longer than whatever happens on a patch of grass. So um, Ted is still Ted. Um, and we, the reporters none of us like, really, the reporters really look at him and, are taken aback by his sincerity, you know, like it's def- definitely one of those instances again, where, you know, his honesty and his, his answer to that question and his directness is really baffled the, uh, yeah. the reporters. 
Yeah, he doesn't do a whole lot of coach speak and stuff and cliches and all those things. He's he's genuinely sincere. So, so yeah. Um, bus bus begins to pull away though, and they they do thankfully get Nate out, um, who's assaulted by the sunlight, and finally gets in the bus. But um, we we cut from the credits back to the bellhop bringing Keely and Rebecca to their presidential suite. Rebecca is being a little bit overwhelmed by the anniversary weekend, which Keely consoles her on, but not before she messes with the bellhop a little bit to the same theme that she initially messes with Rebecca about. Um, and so again, I, I'm still not sure that Keely wouldn't be open to something happening between the two of them, but uh, the bellhop certainly leaves the room with that impression. Uh, not a cash tip, mind you, but, uh, but with that, that image in his head. <laughs> um so Nate then is now back to passing keys. Like I said, Jack of all trades, he's got to do everything. Um, and the team votes for movie nights as opposed to a pillow fight. Uh, are you familiar with the movie they watch? They watch Iron Giant. Are you familiar with that movie, Neil? It, you know, it's been on my list for a long time to watch that movie and it, it's been skipped. I actually took some time and watched it this week. It, it's pretty good. It's, is it? it's a pretty, it's a pretty good movie. I didn't, I didn't cry you know, not 75 thing. minutes in or anything like yeah. that, but um, okay. it's, it's a, it's a good movie for sure. Worth, okay. worth your time. All right. I'll have to check it out. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm unfamiliar with that movie um, other than passing reference in this episode, I suppose. I, but, I would say uh, there's, there's a line in the movie, something to the effect of um, you can be the, the person that you want to be, which is very much in line with, you know, some of the positivity and, and, uh, the show yeah yeah i would imagine there was a, a reason that ted would have chosen that but um yeah i'll have to check it out so um we we get introduced to rebecca's best mate since she was little uh, in sassy um she kind of just <laughs> randomly shows up at her hotel at their hotel room um steals the champagne off the, the cart outside the the room as well um but we, we find out, despite being best friends, that Rebecca's kind of fallen off the face of the earth with regard to her best friend and her goddaughter and hasn't talked to her like in six years. Um, and Rebecca is aware of the fact that her friend is now single as well because her ex hit on Rebecca at some point and then told her about the fact that she broke up with her best friend. So that's, that's an interesting dynamic, I guess, too. But we also find out in this, uh, in this scene that Keely has done... <laughs> the infotainment channel of the hotel that they're staying at and apparently does not even remember doing this work, <laughs> um, which is just kind of funny. But um, what were your initial thoughts of Sassy um, as a character? I think uh, her popping up in this episode is great too. Cause I think, you know, three, you know, three late ladies on this getaway is a lot more fun than just the two of them continuing to interact. Um, yeah, but yeah, what, well, what is her, re what is her real name? I, Sassy is what definitely what's, what sticks with you. Do you remember her real name? Uh, I, you know, I, uh, I do not. <laughs> yeah. Sa Sassy um, is what you, what you, what sticks in your head yeah. for sure. Yeah. Was it? Yeah. I don't even want to take a guess. Cause I'll be, I'll be wrong. Her daughter's yeah. name is Nora. I remember that her daughter's name is Nora, but I don't remember what her name was. Well, yeah. uh, we'll have to get the intern on that to do, uh, to fix it in post maybe here, but yeah, I Accomplished immediately child liked... psychologist. Yeah. Yes. 
Yeah, certainly know her backstory. I doubt she goes by Dr. Sassy, though, for for that profession. That I don't know if that would go over great, but uh, I immediately like Yeah, I immediately like Sassy because she seems to really hate Rupert. And uh, I hate Rupert, too. So I'm on Team Sassy here to start for sure. Um, but yeah, so um, but we cut to the movie now. We've already talked about the movie briefly, but Ted kind of is he and beard are, and Nate are all just kind of going through and just kind of looking at the lineups and the matchups that they're going to have with Everton. And they're, they're all convinced like, Hey, look, we match up really well against these guys. Why, why do we think we can't win? And they're like, well, I think we can. Um, and Ted asks Nate for his opinion on what he would say to the team. And this is a really good Nate episode and we'll get to a lot more of this later, but like, he totally like catastrophizes like what would happen and why he doesn't want to tell Ted what he would say to the team. And it's because he's afraid. And then that'll make Ted not like his idea, which will make Ted hate him, which will make Ted fire him. And then he'll have to move him back with his parents who will be ashamed of him. And then everyone back home finds out and laughs at him until his face melts off. Like, I mean, He's certainly gone the nuclear option here on uh, just providing a simple opinion to Ted as to what he thinks about the team. Um, and Beard kind of says on his way out, well, at least he didn't stammer, um, which is well, kind and, of a theme. And his thought is like what kind of goes through some people's head, you know, almost everybody's yeah. head when you, when you decide not to share something that you, you, you think is a good idea, but yeah, to, to actually verbalize it in that, in that yeah. way was was fun just rapid fire successions like boom yeah. boom all of these things are going to happen it's like oh okay so uh ted's in this scene against again being hounded about getting the signature on the divorce papers michelle's asking him about it um and so he leaves to um i don't know go back to his hotel room and look at it some more and tells beard that he's going to be in charge and there's going to be some grown men crying at the 74th minute of iron giant, I believe. But uh, we find a little, find out a little bit more at the ladies dinner um, that Sassy was Rebecca's maid of honor and claims that uh, claims that Elton John is a really big fan of hers, I guess is the way I'll say it here. Um, despite Elton John denying this, but I go back to like, I think sometimes they must like, I know Rupert's rich and obviously they own premier league clubs, but like Elton John being at your wedding, that's, that's no small feat. I wouldn't think so. Um, I mean, he's got to be like uber rich. Um, and I, I just, I just hate him. So I don't want him to have that much money. So, <laughs> but, um, but Sassy's trying to set Rebecca up with the waiter here, obviously too, which is a, a fun interaction, but um Ted is still trying to figure out how to get these divorce papers back home. And he has the front desk <laughs> about uh, whether or not they have a fax machine to which the front desk guy laughs, obviously. Um, although it's probably better than the issue he was dealing with on the phone prior to that. Which is like, I think this could be a spinoff show. Like, yeah, <laughs> there's no throwaway characters in this series. Like, no. like you're right. Like he was dealing with a sounded like a, a very se serious toilet issue, and he transitions yeah. into a very serious fax issue. Yeah, you know, yeah. and he and he and he handles it, you know, like a champ. Like yeah. you know, 
I, I would watch a spinoff show of this guy at the front yeah. desk. I think, I think yeah. he, he sees a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he tells the guy to flush it harder and then tells, tells Ted that the closest fax machine is eight miles away and a smaller town from where they are. Um, and uh, which Ted just declines the eight mile trip and says he's going to opt for a manicurist with carrier pigeons. But in the meantime, well, was, while he's, was it in a tanning salon? Was it, isn't that where it was? Yes. That's uh, that's that's where the fax machine was. Yes, that's uh, correct. The, yeah. car- the carrier pigeons were offered by a manicurist, but uh, but while he's checking on that, uh, Ted meets Sassy, um, who who's obviously Sassy kind of sees him and is stalking him a little bit. It seems like, and and they have some uh, they get some fax machines going. She asks if he's you know sending something to 1997, and he he mentions Apple stock, which is which is no surprise, and she says. For him to kill J.K. Rowling, so uh, so she can write the first Harry Potter book, but he opts for a less uh, aggressive message than that, so there won't be a paper trail. But uh, but yeah, so they kind of—I don't know—I I wouldn't say they hit it off, obviously, but um, they're pleasant with one another. But Ted's pleasant with everybody. But uh, Sassy, after he, Ted leaves, she's worried that she messed up her chance with Magnum PI. <laughs> um, and again, the front desk guy is just shooting his shot here too, because he's yeah. like, you know, Ted's leaving, but uh, I get off in a few minutes, and she's gone already. She's got mm-hmm. nothing to say to this dude. Uh, so this guy's really just gone through some emotions in this in this scene. Uh, and to your point, there's no scene wasted in this show. But yeah, he he's instructed someone on their plumbing issue. Um, he's he's tracked down the closest fax machine, and then. Like I said, he's shooting a shot with Sassy to see if uh, she'd Wait, like I, to go out with him for the night. And and as he got off the the phone with his colleague, he said something like, let, <laughs> let, let, "Let me know, let me know how your court case does, or something like that. Let me know how the trial goes, or something like yeah, that." Yeah, that was awesome too. Yeah, I forgot about that. Like lots, and, lots packed in there. And when he cuts back to Ted, he's like, "Yeah, I just spoke to the concierge." Just like, what concierge are you talking about? Like. <laughs> It, it sounds like he like was ca- talking to a guy that was locked up practically. I don't know if he was locked up, but, but yeah, let me know how the trial goes. The guy's either on jury duty or he he's, he's waiting to get out <laughs> um, or, or maybe just awaiting trial. I guess I, I'm not overly familiar with the British system of justice, but, uh, but yeah, such a good scene with that guy. So yeah, I I'd love to watch a spinoff of, I don't know, the front desk guy in, in, in Liverpool but um, yeah, so Sassy and Keely, uh, Rebecca's, I, she got up, I don't know, to go pay for the check or something, I guess. But I think this is kind of the point of why we get Sassy in this episode is that Sassy kind of explains to Keely that, you know, the person that Keely knows isn't Rebecca at all, right? I mean, the real Rebecca is funny and silly and strong and all these things. And, you know, Rupert's kind of, condemned her a little bit and, and changed the person who she is. So if Keely likes the Rebecca that she knows, she'll really love the real Rebecca. Um, and so I think we just kind of get that insight by an outside character, obviously, that we wouldn't have known otherwise. But uh, but yeah, Keely seems to be, uh, I mean, heartened by that and seems to really like Sassy too. Um, but as positive as that is, we got to cut Ted in his room, drinking the mini bar away at this point um gets another prompt 
to sign the Isn't papers. Isn't that kind of good? Isn't that kind of good that we see Ted like more human? Like, yeah. I mean, it looks like, I mean, have we ever seen Ted where his hair doesn't look, I mean, he looks like disheveled yeah. and just like, you know, yeah. very distraught. I mean, it, I think that's probably yeah. one of the, the best things about this episode is we see, we see the human of Ted, you know, it's not, it's not all positivity all the time, you know, yeah. he's a, he's a real person, right? Yeah. It's almost like there's been a couple of times where he's been when they, when they've shown him in his house um, kind of initially when he got there and it's always kind of like after he's showered and stuff and his hair is not in Ted Lasso form. It's like, it's like it's an alter ego or something yeah. like that. Um, and so when he's he puts always on the a cape, little bit. When he yeah. pulls, when he pulls the hair back, it's, it's go time. Yep, absolutely. Slicks that stuff back and it's ready to rock. But, but yeah, I mean, he, <laughs> He's he's got his hair kind of down over his face in this ep- or in this scene and stuff, and you know, gets another prompt from the bastard attorney this time saying like, you know, it's fine, just take a picture of it, but just please sign it essentially. Um, and before he's really able to do that, um, Nate or there's a there's a piece of paper going in and out underneath Ted's <laughs> door, and uh, I think Ted's, like you said, I mean, it's kind of an alter ego. He's not being Ted, the, no, the Ted that we know anyway. And uh, he, he rips the door open. Um, and Ted's just like, it's past curfew. Get the heck out of here. What are you doing? Um, and uh, takes the envelope from him. Um, and, and Nate is just completely aghast. He's kind of shocked. He probably thinks he's going to get fired at some point. Um, but then Ted just goes back and crashes to the sound of Keely doing her, <laughs> um, karaoke spiel, but, um, we cut to game day in Liverpool against Everton, uh, open up with Higgins, the Higgins family. Like he's been totally cut out of this trip should be kind of down in the dubs, but he looks totally happy just to be sitting around the TV with his family. Um, he's, he's a lifelong fan, right? Like that, that, seems that's, to be, that's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. Like. And, and that's why it's going to be hard for him to follow, you know, in, in Rebecca's schemes. And he hasn't ever done yeah. that. It's because it seems like, you know, he's been a fan of the club, you know, since he was a young boy. So uh, that, yeah. I think that is, a, it's a very short scene, but it, it's, it's important and it's, it's kind of fun. Well, what did Rupert say earlier? Uh, obsessions about uh, sports and uh, best friend sisters. I mean, that that's kind yeah. of where Higgins is like, Absolutely. So, but, but again, he, he seems to genuinely love being around his family. Uh, as, as he said in other episodes too, God rest his, his cat's soul, I guess, but, uh, no longer with us, but we cut to the locker room. Um, and the locker asked, room the, before, before I get into that, like <laughs> locker room is very Spartan. I like, yeah. I, I've, you know, I'm not a, an elite athlete, I've, I've not seen too many locker rooms that are that terrible. Yeah. Like yeah. it was just like very, very small, just like yeah. throw your stuff underneath this big bench that's made out of plywood. Like, yeah. is, is it just like punishment <laughs> for the away team to, to have this locker room? It's, yeah. it's a pretty bad locker room. It's, it seems like it. Yeah. You're, you're not wrong. It's not a large space by any means. Um maybe that's why they haven't won there in 60 years is the locker room yeah. amenities that are the problem. But, uh, but Ned wants, or Ned uh, is conflated their names, I guess. Ted wants to make things right with Nate. 
uh, and asks to speak with him in the hallway and he apologizes to him and, you know, uh, very insincere about it. Like he always is about everything. He's saying, you know, I bit your head off for no good reason. And I'm sorry. And, uh, ask for his forgiveness and Nate isn't an idiot. So obviously he does forgive him because he doesn't want to get fired. Um, but he says, I read through your thoughts about the team and they're great. And he agrees with every last one of them, but Ted can't say any of this stuff to the team. And Nate's kind of taken aback by this. He's like, well, they got to hear it. And Nate's like, Oh, I know. <laughs> and you're going to do it. Um, and Nate is just, not real enthused about this, um, but Ted's not really leaving it an option for him. Like, I think he's trying to help with uh, Nate's professional development. Is that is that what's going on here? Uh, but this well, actually, listening to um, the writers of the show talk about this scene, I mean, yeah. they they basically laid out that this is this sets Nate up for his trajectory through the yeah. rest of the season. You know, like. Um, this is a this is a big turning point for him, and I just yeah. wonder how much it, how much of the ideas from his discussion made it to paper, you know, and and <laughs> maybe some new stuff came up that that maybe wasn't on paper before. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, he certainly lets it rip though. But um, yeah. so I mean, this episode is really one where Ted's not really the highlight. It's it's really about a lot about Nate in this in this scene, obviously, and a lot about Rebecca. Um, so coming up with the lassoism was pretty difficult for me this episode. Um, so we always, we always try to come up with kind of a, a quote, although one of us doesn't always come up with one that Ted says, uh, looking at you, Neil. Um, but, um, but for this one, I thought it kind of encapsulated the episode pretty well. Uh, and so my lassoism for this one is, um, you know, Ted gets in front of the team and starts addressing the entire team and says, you know, as of late, I feel like y'all have really heard enough of my jibber jabber. Um, and then he, he just introduces Nate to give the pregame talk. And so, again, I think that's another good sign of him being a good leader is that he knows when he's kind of hitting the marks on the stuff he's saying, but he knows when he's not, too. And so um, in this instance, he knows that Nate's got maybe some things better um, suited for the team to hear right now than anything Ted's going to say. Um because the stuff that Nate says is not Ted's bag, I would say. <laughs> That's not stuff. It's not stuff that. Uh, it's not stuff that Ted's probably going to unleash on the team. Um, and so, th th I guess that's one of my questions for you. As as you heard Nate's pregame speech, which is epic. If if you if you could only vote for one, which one are you voting for as the best one? The best roast that he has. <laughs> um, for um, all of these i think his roast of colin i think that was my favorite <laughs> really okay yeah yeah i think i think it was like you know um <laughs> and, and just and just like when he came back at him he he says did, did i stutter dickhead <laughs> that's 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 one of the best lines from this episode yeah, yeah. And, and like his delivery of it is just it's just great though. And, and I guess um, that's one thing I'll highlight that I don't think he wrote that down. That was more ad lib. I don't think he yeah, wrote down, you yeah. know, did I stutter dickhead? I don't think he wrote yeah. that down. Yeah. He was in it at that point. I mean, cause Colin was, I mean, so we got, we had Isaac first, then we got to Sam and then Colin was third. So yeah, I mean, he was feeling it at that point, but. Uh, well, and, he, and I think Colin was third just because he spoke out. 
Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, so yeah, they might, they might've hopped around in order too. Um, I, I mean, Isaac's is pretty good though. Cause <laughs> he just starts out by calling him like, you know, lately you've been playing like a big dumb pussy and like Isaac, <laughs> Isaac's first. So nobody knows what's about to happen. No, and yeah, Isaac's, Isaac's like encouraging him right away and just saying like, yeah. Oh yeah, you got this groove. <laughs> and then he's just like, thanks. Uh, lately you've been playing like a big dumb pussy and he's like what did you just say to me <laughs> and so he, he just roasts him and at the end of it he's just like hope you don't mind me saying <laughs> it's like of course he minds you saying that you just like ripped him apart in front of the whole team it's just awesome <laughs> but and, that, and, and that's uh, a big that's a big part of this scene too is the reaction of the players right it's it's him delivering it and they do linger yeah. on the reaction of the recipient yeah. of the uh, the criticism, and yeah. uh, and it, it's just it's just great stuff. Well, and and like any good roast, like it starts out like you don't like this could turn one of two ways pretty quickly, obviously, right? And so this could have gone bad, but they, they do kind of buy in, and then uh, so he goes from Isaac to Sam, telling him that the only African more in prison by their own thoughts is Nelson Mandela. Uh, Danny Rojas is like another, well, we, we had Colin, which we already talked about, but then Danny Rojas, uh, takes his <laughs> and just, he starts out by saying, yes, roast me, amigo. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he says, well, if football is life. The only person or your defense is death is death. And the only person who loses a man more often is Carrie Bradshaw, uh, to which we get a little bit of uh, narration from, I think, Ted saying that's that's a sex in the city joke but they cut back to Danny and he's just like smiling from ear to ear like always he's like tough but fair yeah (laughs) um and it it ends with Roy like it always had to I think obviously and uh I think Nate is just truly concerned about Roy um you know saying that he lost the he's lost the step and his mind wanders during the game and all these things but that's never really what made him one of the best midfielders in league history. And anger is his superpower. And Nate is, is concerned what, what that anger is going to do to him. If he just keeps it to himself. Um, and then Roy just goes off into the corner of this rinky dink uh, locker room that they're in and <laughs> rips off the bench from the wall and uh, says, let's go get these guys. <laughs> Um, and there's no, there's no game action in this one. I think last episode we talked about the episode being the most game action we've seen. And, uh, this one, they, they storm off to go take the pitch and then they pretty much just come right back into the locker room after the game's over. And, uh, we find out that Richmond has won one to zero and Roy Kent played like a man possessed and scored the only game or scored the only goal of the game of the match. So, um, Nate has had an impact, no question. Uh, I think it's safe to say that Nate won them this game. Uh, for the first time in 60 years, Richmond has won at Everton. Um, so um, uh, the girls come into the locker room afterwards. Everybody's pretty excited. Uh, and Roy is <laughs> – initially, you think he's kind of hitting on Keeley, and he probably is, but says he's been thinking about Keeley a lot lately. <laughs> And she says, why? And it's like, because you're on my TV every time I turn the damn thing on pretty much. <laughs> uh, but Roy has a pretty good speech to the team 
saying that nobody's going home and they're just going to stay there and rub it in the city's face. <laughs> um, and he then asks Keely what they should do. And she, she gets up and gives her uh, spiel on karaoke, which is, which is pretty good too. But um, we cut to the karaoke bar and Sam singing Wonderwall, uh, which is a lovely rendition, but uh, it's, a, it's not, it's not been sung too much in Minnesota here of late. Yeah. Yeah. You didn't necessarily have to bring that up though. Did you? <laughs> uh, um, yes. It has not been sung much at all. Um, they are struggling in MLS, but uh, they're like a sister club of Man City though. And that's a Man City song too, right? They've adopted that song as well. Have they not? I believe they have. Oh, maybe, I, I could be wrong about that, but yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure. Um, but yeah, uh, Rebecca and Sassy go out for a smoke and again, a little bit behind the curtain for telling Rebecca's story a little bit more. Sassy, um, you know, kind of says like, look, I'm, I'll always be your defender, but you've got to own up to some of this crap that you've done over the course of the last six years, because it's not all on Rupert. Um, so Sassy's kind of, you know, I think starting to chip away at some of the stuff she's trying to do to Ted and stuff like that. Just say like, you know, being treated poorly by others isn't an excuse for you to be, you know, this way to, to me or to Nora or any of these other people. And she's not mentioning well, that, Ted, obviously, because obviously she doesn't know. But um, I, I think this that's, is that's our training coming in, too. Right. Like, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Dr. Sassy, the child psychologist. Yes. Um, but so I think Rebecca takes this and they, they go back inside. Um, uh, actually, I don't know if they go back inside yet. We cut to uh, Beard giving a performance of Bad Romance, though, um, which I think has been added to the playlist on uh, Apple Music by you. But what do you think about Beard's performance? I think it's a great song to pick for, for Beard. I mean, I'm, I'm sure people are like, that is the strangest thing I've ever seen. The coach that rarely says anything is like going on, yeah. on a Lady Gaga song. But yeah. 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 Well, well he, done. Yeah. He's uh. I don't know. The music gets to him. Like he, he rocked out to Cam Cole in episode uh, three or four, oh, yeah. or whatever it was. And I think it was episode four actually. Um, yeah. And then Rebecca sings, let it go. There's a reference to this earlier in the, the episode that Sassy says that she and um, Nora, Rebecca and Nora used to sing this together to, for hours. Um, and I don't know if you noticed this, but as she's performing this song, they, they cut to Keely and Roy, uh, but Roy is mouthing the words to this song in the background as, as Rebecca's singing it, which I thought was pretty funny because that's, again, not something you, you would anticipate him doing. Uh, A lot of the reactions in the, in the crowd on this song is, is fun, too. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it's, you got to watch it more than once. But uh, obviously, the song's called Let It Go. Um, Ted cannot hold it back anymore either during this song and the song kind of triggers ted uh we've seen this once before his hands are kind of trembling again um this this is a pretty bad one though he has to leave the bar um and you know he gets out there and he kind of hears like a voice talking to him um calling him dad um but then he kind of comes to and rebecca's out there to help him and you know just says that he's having a panic attack and this is kind of the, you know, 
payback for the not payback in a bad way, but she's she's kind of mirroring the support he gave her outside the gala that night um, when she was being impacted by Rupert showing up. She's offering to help him the same way he offered to help her at that gala and just saying, like, you want to get out of here and get back you know, to your house or, you know, in this case, back to the hotel. And so um, Ted ultimately does go back to the hotel and um, finally signs the documents and sends a picture of the paperwork back to Michelle's attorney. Um, and then uh, I, I think he kind of crashes again, but the team leaves the bar and Sassy's leaving with pretty much all of them, <laughs> um, which she, Pains to be uh, disappointed about, but um, Keely, we find out Keely's actually going to walk back to the hotel with Roy, um, and that she doesn't need a ride from Rebecca. Um, and uh, Roy and Keely do finally get back together, and um, Keely feels it necessary to point out that they have separate bedrooms. Uh, but and Roy kind of starts kissing her immediately, and then just says have a good night and walks away. So that kind of leaves Keely a little bit, a little bit puzzled, um, obviously, but uh, Rebecca goes to shoot her shot with the waiter now. Um, but while she's waiting there, she gets a text from Ted and uh, the text says, thank you for being so kind, not just tonight, but through this whole adventure, it's really been something else. And her initial reaction, she she does seem genuinely torn by this, um, but she's got other business to attend to at this moment. So we don't we don't see her, um, you know, dwell on it too much, obviously. But um, I, I think she's really starting and we've seen it in episodes past, too. Right. Like she's really starting to, I think, feel bad about the stuff that she's doing. But I don't know if Sassy being here this time is going to drive this home now to the point where she might actually stop it but um she certainly seems to be more impacted this time than than in times past what, what did you think oh yeah her reaction i think is is uh definitely indicative of somebody a little bit remorseful of of the you know the things she's trying to do to sabotage ted um yeah in, in this episode and especially coming off you know his his panic attack you know she, she definitely in her expression is, is conveying, you know, you know, she's, she's a little bit remorseful for what's yeah. going on. Yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, that'll certainly have something to say in the next couple episodes. I'm sure, uh, we'll have follow-ups on that. I am, I am sure, but, uh, we end this episode with a knock at Ted's door and it's sassy and, uh, I don't know if she really asked to be let in, but she certainly just lets herself in. Uh, Ted has signed off on the divorce paperwork. He seems to be thinking that he's open for business again here. So uh, we'll, well, have to, well, who we'll have to wait and see what number? happens. Like who gave up the room number is what I want to know too, right? Like, I don't think yeah. we, we definitely never find out. Like did Rebecca tell, you know, Sassy what room Ted was in? Did Beard? I don't I know. know. It's a good question. Nate? But uh, Nate knows everybody's room number. <laughs> yeah, he does. The front the front uh, desk guy? Yeah, could be. Maybe maybe she convinced him that there was something going to be going on with all three of them up there. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, although he was off work at that point though, so who knows. 
uh, by the time she got back. But uh, but yeah, we'll have to see what what happens uh, this night, if anything. So well, that's that's the episode. Cut the credits there. I I think I know where you stand on this episode, but uh, right now we've got two aces atop the Royal Rumble rankings here. Is this one better than that? I think I think this one's better. Yeah, the yeah. Uh, the pregame speech alone probably puts it over the top. <laughs> yeah, I, it's a it's a great it, moment. Absolutely, like, and we've said this before. It really is tough to rank all of these. Um, I think you use the analogy of it's which is your favorite kid, I guess. But um, yeah, I'll I'll go on board with that. Uh, I don't know how long it's going to stay though. Um, but yeah, I mean, and it's really not a very Ted, like we said, it's not a very Ted centric episode at all. Like this is a focus of Rebecca to a large extent. Um, I mean, the episode is called make Rebecca great again, obviously. So, um, so that's the focus of it, but, but we, the Nate focus is, uh, something that we both love to, um, I mean, it's certainly a different flavor than the halftime speech that Ted gave a couple episodes ago about tan lines. Uh, it's coming at you from a little bit different angle, but uh, again, I go back to that's Ted knew that's what the team needed to hear in this moment. Uh, the tan lines tactic wasn't going to get it. So um, yeah, I mean, <laughs> Carrie Bradshaw, I, I didn't see her making a, getting a reference in any of these episodes and um, Collins waxing uh, <laughs> practices. It's just, it's just one of the best scenes that we've seen thus far in this series for my money anyway. So, but anything else you'd have to say about this episode generally or uh, about your boys uh, pregame speech? No, it's, it's a, it's a great episode. And, you know, I think the the next episode just picks up right where we left off, which is great. You know, I think a a road trip is is a a great uh, time to get to know, anyone and uh, we do get to know a lot of the characters in this show a little bit better on this road trip so yep yep absolutely all right well cheers again neil happy birthday (laughs) um until we do this again live like the lasso way 